Hi, welcome to TechCast, LTA's official channel for podcast and videocast. The world of virtual assistants is fascinating. Perceived as superhumans of the golden era of technological advancement, this tribe is set to change the game. I am Prajakta and today we have with us Satyakam, aka Sati Mohanty, CEO of LTA Acquired Limbic Solutions. Hi Sati, welcome to the channel. Hi. Lenny has created quite a buzz in the industry. How did it feel to launch the world's first virtual analyst? Uh, let's talk about how Lenny was born. Sure. I love that question because uh, it takes me back to when we got started. And when we got started, we really weren't thinking that we are building uh, a virtual analyst or a virtual data scientist or mm-hmm. that it was going to be the world's first. Yeah. When we started building, we're very focused on what we're trying to solve, which is... Um, Interestingly, a very narrow problem, but at the same time, extremely universal. And the whole idea was that our journey from data to decisions Mm -hmm. has always focused on getting the right insights to the right people at the right time, which is completely fine. Yeah. However, what um, I realized, uh, having been in the space for now close to two decades, Mm -hmm and working very closely with the users, the decision makers who use these insights, Mm -hmm. that when you flip it and look at it from their perspective, Mm -hmm. that's actually their starting point. Mm. Because no decision maker, you know, otherwise they really wouldn't be decision makers. If they just accepted Mm. a number or a recommendation on a piece of paper and then just did something. Yeah. They are decision makers because they question that information. Mm. They ask questions of it they look at different scenarios, and then they take a considered decision. Now, the challenge with that is that uh, at the level that we are talking about, these are not simple rear view questions like, okay, how much sales we did yesterday? That is known, right? But these will almost always be complex order questions. Why did sales go down? Why did sales go up, right? Who should I target? Or if your strategy is for me to price it at this level, or you include these components in our offering, what if I change something? What would it look like? Each of these questions is a fundamentally complex question. Now, if you come back to a real world scenario, today's world, we do not have the luxury of time that we used to have, let's say even two decades back. Absolutely. Today, things happen on the fly. This is the digital world, right? And it does not wait for you. And if you're going to take time, but at the same time, these questions are important. Yeah, they so are. now you have this Indeed. conundrum, right, where uh, you need answers quickly and you need, and you need answers for things that are complex, mm-hmm. right, but there are no mechanisms of speeding it up because it needs a ton of manual intervention simply because of the complexity of what you're trying to answer. Yeah. And that's the conundrum. Yeah. So then you are left in a situation where either you're saying, okay, I really have to make that decision now because I don't have the time. Mm. So I'll go with whatever I know, right? And mix up my gut instincts with it. Or you say, okay, I, it is, this is too important. I got to know this, so I'll delay my decision. Either of those mm. is suboptimal. Mm. So that is the problem we wanted to look at. It's a very narrow problem in that sense. Mm. It's very, mm. you know. But that's what but, makes it niche. Right, but it's universal. It's for every decision-making um, component in every function in every industry. 
right? And that is essentially what we wanted to solve. We wanted to figure out a way hmm. where could we teach a machine? Hmm. Because a machine is not limited in scale and hmm. computing power and hmm. memory, right? But what it lacks is skills. What it lacks is judgment and decision-making ability. Yeah. So could we bring those to a machine so that a machine could do this much faster while freeing up the, the precious human analyst and resources who can then look at complex blue sky problems that right. we really don't know how to even answer. Get it. That was the genesis uh, of that, which by the time we finished with it, we realized what we've essentially done is create a machine equivalent hmm. of a data scientist. Hmm. And then that was Lenny, and which was the world's first virtual analyst. Great. Uh, so let's talk about the world of a virtual analyst. How does it look like? To be honest, um, my first reaction is that it is lonely because it's the only one of its kind today. Yeah. There are, um, for example, other solutions that come close, at least uh, when you compare the form factor. So there are what you will call search-based um, tools, hmm. search-based analytics as it's called. Hmm. But if you really look at the larger world of augmented analytics, as Gartner calls it, for example, hmm. right, which goes beyond search, we also looks at the ability to take predictive insights out of it. So it's not just search for data, but what do you do with the data when you find it, right? How do you answer some of these complex order questions? Because decision-making comes from here, not from knowing how much sales happened yesterday in a certain geo. That's it. nice to know. Yeah. It doesn't feed into any decision. What feeds into a decision possibly is knowing how much sale could happen next quarter or who is likely to buy uh, next or a certain product at a certain price. Right. These are the things that need answering. And that is essentially, as I've said earlier as well, is what we are trying to solve. And that sets us as unique because we're the only ones who've looked at as the heart of the problem that we're trying to solve. Yes, here. you have. Now let's come to the simplifying complex decision making. Uh, that's precisely Lenny's job. However, can you state the difference uh, uh, before and after? Like before Lenny was, uh, and you know how it is after after you launched it. Like sure, I'll break it into two parts. Hmm. My first sort of part is I want to share with you some of the responses we've heard when we first show this to clients, and I'm talking about not. You know, I'm talking about uh, folks in very large Fortune 100 companies who are exposed to all kinds of uh, technologies and, you know, all kinds of providers and, and tools. And the most recurring first reaction we hear is, I have never seen anything like this before. And then the next thing is, this makes life so much easier. Okay. So, which is always great to hear, Yeah. right? And so it tells us that, you know, what we are looking to solve is a real problem. But it is one of those problems that you don't know because there's no solution. Therefore, you don't really recognize it as a problem. You just take it as a way of life. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of like how you cannot live without apps today, hmm. right? But before the iPhone came, you wouldn't have said it's a yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you did not know such a thing was possible. Yes, that's kind of, you know, that's one from the audience side is what hmm. I've said. Hmm. Now, if I look at it um, from a product perspective, so what was happening, and this goes into a little bit of detail now, or hmm. sort of how Lenny actually operates. Hmm. So you have, if you look at the value chain hmm. of 
insight creation of hmm. any kind hmm. we hmm. call it analytics we hmm. call it bi we call it uh, predictive decision uh, sciences any form of those you look at hmm. right and any kind of data hmm. social media hmm. crm erp hmm. right external internal financial whatever right if you look at these two ends of it which is you start with some form of the data you house it somewhere right you take the, the data storage. out correct yeah. and you know you you extract it you process it um then you view it that's where visualization tools for example come into play mm-hmm. and you view it and say okay uh, i can see what's happening our visibility into my data mm-hmm. now that part is all about how do you democratize your data how do you make it available in the best possible fashion to the rest of the world now once you are at that point now this is where now the end user comes into play because the end user is now looking at it and the end user has questions mm. the sales head is looking at sales and he wants to know or she wants to know why did sales go down what can we do about it yeah. but before you can think about what can you do about it you got to answer why it went down right uh so there is hypothesis testing mm. all kinds of mm. hypotheses mm. in different mm. functions you'll have different hypotheses mm. that have to be tested then you would have forward looking strategies right so okay i understand why sales went down now how do i solve it right could i do a promotion could i uh create a new product so there are multiple ways you can approach it how do you decide so you know you, uh you look at data you look at data you look at the patterns in the data and you want those patterns to inform what makes the best choice correct again involves a lot of analytics yeah. right and then finally those then evolve into strategies that go into execution mm-hmm. that's the value chain that's the life of data mm. in an organization mm. Mm. now in that value chain if you see from the point of um capturing storing extracting processing and visualizing that part is largely rule driven because you know what is the kpi you want to see on a chart regardless of what function you are in right? yes because you know what is the kpi you know how to define it because you know all that you can automate it going backwards from source so then you have real time visibility which is very cool right that's how you democratize yeah. data but the moment you step beyond that into the next part of their value chain and you get that question why did my sales drop there is no cookie cutter answer there is hmm. no formula there right because it could be one thing today it could be another thing, thing. tomorrow right Absolutely. that's why the analyst has to step in because the analyst then looks at has the ability the skills right to look at different kinds of data know how to treat different kinds of data because it's not the same way this the the same algorithms cannot be applied to all kinds of data yeah right yeah you got to know that hmm. right you have to take those decisions when your results come you've got to be able to validate it that am i going to the business with something that's reliable right then you have to take decisions on how to tell the story yeah. this is all the math but what's the story yeah right so how do you actually build a narrative how do you build a visual hmm. these are multiple decisions being taken so what you're doing here is you're resolving ambiguity which is a very human thing right yeah. and that part is what uh was unsolved uh largely so far from a machine perspective hmm. or solved in very isolated prefabricated sense hmm. in the hmm. sense for a very targeted application you would have created hmm. Hmm. but we wanted to create a generalized pipe hmm. that you can apply to all kinds of decision making and so what lenny does then therefore is uh 
three things really. One, there is a cognitive layer in which it uh, uh, understands what you're asking. Because the other thing we were trying to solve before I get into this actually, is the fact that um, something that you know we observed is that what uh, happens in the business world is we tend to focus on function. Yes. And when it comes to building tools, right, and the value of data, the you expect all users to have intrinsic appreciation for that value. But we are humans, right? If it is boring, I may not say it to you, but in my head I know it's boring. So my inclination to use it is automatically already cut off. It's yeah, it's lesser. Yeah. And and then what happens is, and this is a th- is a trend that we continue to see, is that if you look at, in fact, the most user friendly hmm. tools in a business world today, when it comes to sort of you know this whole analytics insights process, would be you know new age visualization tools. Right. right. And what we've seen is that a lot of business leaders still do not like going there and using it. They mm. would still go back to asking an analyst, hey, can you pull those three numbers on a slide and send it to me? Mm. Because what we are naturally, intuitively best at obtaining information is by asking, which is why Google is universal. Yes. Right. right. And so that was very important because mm. we wanted to create something that people would actually engage with. And because a lot of what we are doing is through artificial intelligence, that gain engagement is also important for Lenny itself because Lenny learns more the more you use it. Right? Right. And so so our first bit was how do you create a communication channel where Lenny cognitively understands, understands. what you're asking in plain English. Yeah. Right? So that was the first bit. Right? And there's a lot of IP uh, in the NLP space sits around that. The second bit was Okay, so I understand what you want. Now, what do I do, right? So there are two curation layers, both of which, again, are, you know, very strong IP in those. And the first part of it is um, focuses on being able to identify what do you need and where is it, right? So some of the tools we get compared to at times would actually fall in that bracket because they're solving hmm. that particular thing, right? How do you do search-based analytics? But what was more important for us was what do you do with it when you find it and that there comes the second curation layer because once i found the data the right data contextually relevant data exactly now i want to know what do i do with it yeah. so if you ask me a question as a user i would very uh, logically mm-hmm. right i would proceed from asking what was my sales or what was the best selling product last quarter imagine a multiple skus mm-hmm. right to asking which is likely to do best next quarter it's a very logical progression. Yes, yes. But the the what you got to do to answer those two questions are fundamentally different. One is something you can pull from a basic BI uh, tool. Yeah. The other one today needs a lot of intervention from a data scientist, right? Right. And so, so the second curation layer essentially solves for that that entire spectrum of analytic complexity: hmm. descriptive, diagnostic, predictive, prescriptive, seamlessly without leaving any of the burden of what is the data, where is the data, and what needs to be done to it on the user. It takes that burden away completely. And so in that sense, what we've created is really something that goes far beyond automation and is truly an autonomous system. Hmm. 
And the end outcome is the third layer, which is how does it tell you the story? The story. It's done the math now. Yeah. How does it tell you the story? Yeah. So what Lenny does is it creates uh, the appropriate visual. Mm. So it's very interesting. One of the things we realize we have done is we've removed the need for, for us or for the users to ever having to create a visual again. Because now Lenny does it on the fly. Yeah. Because That's just great, yeah. because we've taught Lenny the same skills and the same principles that you would teach an analyst. Where, you know, that uh, a fresh young analyst and they come in and you tell them, hey, I need you to build charts. You tell them, you tell them, hey, if you're looking at a trend, do um, give me a line chart. Hmm. That works best. Hmm. So some of those base, basic principles are in there. So hmm. I no longer have to do that task. Correct. Right. Now, and more importantly, you know, as humans, we like stories. We so do. I'm looking at a chart. Visual is great. Yeah. Love visuals too. Yeah. But I want a narrative. And that's the second bit of what Lenny does. It has a, uh, a true NLG layer. And that NLG layer completely autonomously generates a very, um, um, how should I call it? Very valid, very relevant narrative based on the question you asked. Great. Slightly long-winded answer. <laughs> but I did want to no, sort that of was give you a sense helpful. of yeah. you know, how Lenny does things and why therefore things have changed. Because today, um, you know, or I'll say pre-Lenny, hmm. right? You could go to a tool for some answers. Hmm. You had to go to one set of analysts for a different answer, hmm. possibly a second set of analysts for a different answer. Yeah. In some places, you know, it could be entirely automated. In some places, it's a combination. Some places, completely manual. And now you've taken all of that away. Out. Yeah. That's the change. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else in the stores? Like, uh, what, what are like? Are you going to launch any other flagship products? What are your future plans? That's a great question. So Lenny, in that sense, is depending on how you view it. Hmm. You can view it as one organism, right? Or you can view it as a family of organisms hmm. because um, the intrinsic build of Lenny, as I explained it, right? That has a un it follows a universal process. Yes. Which means the same thing. I could use it continuously to build different use cases. The other way, as a user, you might look at it and say, hey, what Lenny answers mm -hmm. and, you know, responds to in a use case for supply chain analytics in a manufacturing world is very different from what it does for sales and marketing in a CPG or FMCG world, right? And therefore, you may view it as two different products, potentially depending yeah. on where you stand. Yeah, yeah. But from our perspective, it's the same intelligence that we build that on yes. that it can adapt to different things. So if you ask me, for us, it's about adding more inherent and intrinsic skills into Lenny hmm. so that it can do more in each of those scenarios. So what do we want to do? We want to create even better engagement tools. Hmm. We would want Lenny to have our own voice, literally. That would be great. It would be great to hear Lenny. We're getting there. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Yeah. And we would want Lenny to be able to... Uh, today, if I were to draw comparisons, right? Uh, because a lot of what Lenny does today is done largely by human analysts, I would compare Lenny to a, a junior, a very highly skilled, mm. but a junior analyst mm. who's a little low on context. And therefore, you have to teach that context. <laughs> And where I would want to go, Lenny, is to a point where Lenny understands context, has built her own context. So that is the other future we're looking at as, as a machine 
that creates not just intelligence for the users but becomes actually organizational memory get it thanks a lot for your time uh, and we'll see you soon thank you for having me over and uh, i love the question and as you can see i can't stop talking you know when it comes to it yeah thank, thank you. you thank you so much